This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey, good evening. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is your host, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, tonight I'm going to do a show on uh, midlife transits, uh, including uh, the Pluto Square Pluto, referred to as the Pluto Square, uh, the Neptune Square, referred to as Neptune, you know, Neptune Square, Neptune, um, Uranus opposition and Saturn opposition. And these things happen for people alive on the Earth right now um, between ages roughly 36 and 44. So your late 30s, your early 40s, you know, we have this in our head that we're around midlife, uh, but there is this set of transits uh, that can help us understand how we're changing during these times. Now, everybody will have this set of transits, but they'll happen at different the, um, uh, you know, where you were born in uh, an outer planet cycle. So you could actually have your Pluto square a little earlier than somebody who is uh, just only even a few months later than you uh, in birth, uh, born later than you, because um, because of where you are in the, in the orbital cycle. But basically between this roughly eight-year period at this point, um, you'll have these transits. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that. Um, each of these topics, in fact, warrants uh, much more than even its own single hour show. Uh, but I want to give you an overview in the first part of the show so you can kind of understand, um, have a different uh, empowered uh, evolutionary astrology perspective on uh, how people are asked to change around midlife. Um, and then in the last half of the show, uh, I will open it up to your questions. I'm going to give you the number now, and keep in mind about half past, halfway through the show, I will uh, take take calls. So the number is 877-230-3062, and I'll give the number out again later. Uh, let me start with a couple of announcements. Um, I did a great uh, tele-series, a, a free call uh, yesterday called Align With Your Purpose, um, uh, and uh, it's about a five-week uh, event. Uh, this this um, uh, woman I got to know uh, through, through doing this, her name is uh, Aileen Boundy, and the website is alignwithyourpurpose.com, and I did an hour-long interview yesterday about um, sorting out the noise within in order to connect to the wisdom of soul. So I, I know the vast majority of people hearing this are going to hear this much later, but uh, until about midday Thursday, which is tomorrow, uh, August uh, 22nd, you can hear the replay for free. When you register, and you can do that through tdjacobs.com, on the right-hand side of the homepage, I left the link up so you could go listen, uh, you'll get uh, a free 14-page uh, PDF, which is one of the five chapters uh, from the channeled book, Conscious Revolution, Tools for 2012 and Beyond, on Intuition. And then you're also eligible to get a third off my release course, which is about forgiveness of self and other and, um, and, and ending relationships in, in a way that improves upon the notion of cord cutting, which actually introduces violence into loving relationships. So uh, this is an update from the Ascended Master uh, Jehudi that I, I, I bring through for you. So giving back energy 
to others and taking back energy you've given or loaned. That's the, that's the modern updated thing. And I, and I have this channeled course called release a course for healing. So sign up for that. Uh, and you can, um, and you can get the discount on that. So I encourage you, it will, it will help you change your life and transform your, your concept of what a relationship is and how your part in it has been created and how the parts of others uh, have, have been created as well. It's good for forgiving, good for releasing, good for overall uh, emotional, mental well-being. Uh, then I want to tell you about the, uh, the energy and emotion uh, release event, the clearing event that's going to happen on Saturday, August 31st. And I think I mentioned it uh, on last week's show, but I also was in the, the throes of our, uh one and so I felt a little spacey, uh, a little spacey last week. But um, the uh, the ener- this uh, clearing event um, is is about um, going in and finding out where you have absorbed energies from other people and clearing them out. And now I do this work for people constantly. Somebody says, I have this pattern in my life. I have this thought pattern. I have this life pattern. I keep making this choice or I keep drawing this kind of relationship or I have this health issue. And, uh, you know, what's the source of it? When I look in their fields, it is very often an energetic slash emotional bubble, whether it's their own karma, what they perceive as happening and their beliefs about it, or it's something that they have absorbed from other people, whether through somebody criticizing them or trying to um, or trying to give them constructive criticism or even just trying to do something useful that actually turns out to be not so useful. Um, and the image that keeps coming to me as I think about this is, you know, a little bit oh, I think you should be a teacher. And that might be the grandmother, you know, doing what she thinks is loving, but it might, you know, have given this, this kid a little cache of energy and the kid would have absorbed it long before the kid had any idea about what was happening or how to get rid of things. So that kind of stuff, as well as if you've experienced abuse of any kind, again, abuse of any kind puts energy into your body. And one of my, this is part of my uh, year-long dealio with uh, (laughs) transiting Jupiter in the sign of cancer, uh, because I want you to expand emotionally, and a lot of times that has to do with clearing out stuff that uh, you've carried for a long time. Jupiter transits are not about... um, magical abundance <laughs> they are about inflating something so if you're holding on to something that's not useful uh, i ca- often say a bag of rocks uh then um you you know not gemstones but just rocks just weighing you down you're dragging around um but if you're carrying that that experience that relationship with those rocks will get bigger so drop what's not good so you can actually expand in ways that work better and so that's what this uh, energy clearing event is all about. That's Saturday, August 31st. And I will be channeling Ascended Master Jehudi for the 90-minute event. Um, and before the call, I'll send you uh, a protocol on how to do intentions and prepare for the call. Because it's really going to be quite a lot of work, but we're going to have you prep beforehand. Because uh, being on the phone together for like two or two and a half hours is a little draining for everybody. So we're going to do the actual work in an hour and a half. Um, with Jehudi, but you're going to prep to make it more efficient and to make it better. So that's August 31st. I encourage everybody to get on board for that. Um, if you can't make the 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Pacific time, uh, you can get the recording later. The recording will be just as effective because it will capture uh, Jehudi's vibration and be a bookmark for accessing his uh, consciousness. So when you listen to the recording, you know, a day, a month, 
10 years later, you will be able to say, yeah, Jehudi, please help me with this. And he will come in and do it. It's the same with all the full moon calls too. Um, the reason I'm doing this event, um, I think people getting used to the full moon calls, I'm probably a little bummed out that I'm not doing one uh, this month and the full moon was uh, yesterday. Um, but this is just a special event to kind of um, fit with the Jupiter and Cancer theme and, and, and doing two channeling events in two weeks really wasn't going to work for me. So, uh, so we decided to, to do this and drop the full moon call, the one. Okay. So that's the clearing event. Uh, really excited about that. I want you to sign up for that. And spread the word. If you know somebody who's dealing with something, who has a health issue, who has something, who is afraid of developing a health issue because of an emotion, you know, um, send them to tdjacobs.com and, uh, and, and tell them to register for this. It's, it's extremely powerful work to clear yourself of the energies of others. Um, I, I often, when I, when I started learning, uh, to ride a motorcycle. I lived in Los Angeles and, and I was learning about all these channeling techniques and grounding and, and how to understand myself as an energetic being. And, and, um, what I had to do was when I was in traffic, I would find myself agitated. And that's kind of the worst thing to do when you're a new motorcycle rider in traffic in LA. And so I became very sensitive to when I may absorb things from other people. You know, this person might be um, a little bit hyperactive over here. This person might be stressed. This other person might be coming out of an argument or actually on an argument on the phone. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so I learned a lot about how to clear energies out. But in the intervening years, I've learned about how energies stuck in our bodies manifest in our lives. So, um, you know, if there are any kind, seriously, if there are any kind of patterns in your life that seem out of control or out of your control or better put beyond your intention and capability to change, you could be carrying energies from this life or another life that you need to get rid of. And that's what this event is for. Uh, the next event is uh, the Family Sessions course to teach you about soul contracts, family, and astrology. That begins uh, Sunday, September 8th. That's going to be for a small group to learn how I use astrology to teach people about family contracts. So that's going to be that's gonna be good. Info at tdjacobs.com forward slash time. And the Intuitive Skills Development course begins uh, September 29th. And this is a nine-week uh, adventure into your uh, own consciousness to clear things out uh, in an intentional way. So essentially some of the things that Jehudi will be doing on this call, I will actually be teaching you how to do for yourself during, uh, during this nine week course. And, and this intuitive skills class can change your life and, and make you or lead you to understand more about how, what you're experiencing is uh, created by you and what is soul. What is karma? You know, a tour through your chakras, your specific chakras in your life experience. So there's an element of the course that has to do with me counseling you during the course to teach you, but it's, but it's a lot of me teaching you all the tools that I use to help people develop intuition, clear out the past, and uh, develop and trust intuition. So that starts September 29th. Now let's get on to this, this uh, midlife uh, transit business. Um, you know, the astrology of midlife or midlife transits, um, I think in certain astrology circles, it's starting to get a lot more focus and attention. And I, I think we're collectively working with uh, stereotypes about what midlife is about. And probably, uh, you know, one of the big ones is um, some, some dude wakes up one day and can't deal with his life 
and you know the the you know um suddenly starts dating a somebody who's 20 years younger and gets a red sports car like this like you know this uh, stereotype that comes with this um and and there are issues that come up during midlife that make us evaluate where we're he- where we're headed what's happening you know uh what's supposed to be happening what we want out of life and how we're doing you know how we're unfolding our lives so again each of these four the transits that I'm going to kind of point at and give you some ideas about are, you know, they deserve a, a tremendous amount of, of time to really understand them. And, and, and I've really gotten some great insights on these events through uh, studying with Stephen Forrest, the evolutionary astrologer, and I've been a member of his apprenticeship program since uh, 2004. Um, and he treats these as major, major, um, you know, life cycle events, uh, because they challenge us to go deep and to deal with the questions of outer planets and which, you know, which move slowly relative to other planets and, and want us to go deep and to change us deeply, uh, by answering these questions. So the major one that, that, uh, I tend to think about most of the time is a Pluto square, which is to say Pluto square Pluto. And that's when transiting Pluto reaches about 90 degrees, um, 90 degree aspect to your natal Pluto. And since uh, natal Pluto in, in the way I do evolutionary astrology is about the soul's empowerment journey, we get confronted with what holds us back from feeling empowered. We get shown via dredging things up from under the surface uh, what it is that we fear that ends up keeping us from being, uh, from feeling absolutely confident and absolutely strong. Um, what happens is you're, and this is, this is where I started with this, uh, from studying with Steven, uh, is that your worst fears seem or threaten to come true. So, uh, think about that. What's your worst fear? Now, most of us don't really know what that is because we construct our lives around, uh, avoiding triggering our Pluto fears, but they have to do with, uh, anything where you have an irrational fear that activity A or choice B will lead to death. <laughs> like, that's that's a good marker for what a Pluto fear might be. Um, right now, people with Pluto and Libra are having their Pluto squares uh, from Capricorn. And uh, it's also a special time because transiting Uranus has been making uh, the square aspect of transiting Pluto. So therefore, transiting Uranus is for many people with Pluto and Libra opposing from Aries. Um, and so it's also a special time to have your Pluto square, which is a special event anyway. Um, but basically, um, you know, what do you fear the most? It's going to seem to come true or to threaten to become real. So your relationship with fear is the whole story. It's the entire thing. Um, when I, when I work with tutoring students who are really interested in these perspectives on Pluto and the, the kind of uh, depth approach that includes the spiritual evolutionary consciousness aspect of it, not just psychology and not just, you know, the keywords for astrology, but, but this kind of depth of the human approach. Um, this Pluto thing is revealed uh, to be so rich because there is a whole thing in there, but most people don't want to even look so when the Pluto square happens, something terrible may seem to happen or may, may begin happening, but you don't even know that it's happening most of the time because you fear that it might happen. Remember, the Pluto stuff is under the surface. I'm going to pick this up when I come back, uh, taking my first break now. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey, and I'll be right back. 
for answers to help you navigate life. The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. We all need support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, your host from tdjacobs.com, and I'm an evolutionary astrologer and uh, channel in Tucson, Arizona, doing work for people all over the world, actually, uh, but living uh, present in Tucson. So I'm talking about midlife transits and um, just about wrapping up the, uh, the Pluto square, Pluto t- transit. And um, essentially, uh, you know, this idea of um, your relationship with your fear becomes the focus. Um, if you can decide that you will survive no matter what, it gives you a leg up on the transit. But part of you will fear something awful happening, and, and, and you have to learn to deal with this in a certain way. Now, squares always pressure us to change something. In this case, Pluto square Pluto, our relationship with fear and ultimately with power, pressuring our natal know, our, our, our normal, inborn, uh, habituated uh, relationship with fear and the notion of power. And as I, as I, as I attempt to update our, real, our understanding of Pluto uh, uh, about the soul's empowerment journey, and in, in one school of evolutionary thought, uh, it's the soul's deepest wounding, that would be from Steve Forrest, and the other, in the other school, uh, it's 
the soul's deepest desires and intentions from uh, Jeff Green's work. And uh, essentially they agree. They kind of talking about the same thing, but using different vocab and different routes to get there. And it's about the journey of soul. And as I do this with the soul's empowerment journey, what the soul intends you figure out how to be strong doing, I have to point out that what strength appears to be is often tied to material reality. And it needs to be our, our relationship with our depths. So at the Pluto square, you need to look at all the parts of you that carry fear and distasteful emotions and make the decision to love yourself no matter what. Love is power. That's the real thing. Absolute self-knowledge and unflinching self-acceptance. And so that's the new vision of Pluto that I'm carrying forward and contributing to this work. So during the Pluto square, people can sometimes feel overwhelmed and not quite sure how to mobilize and motivate. And what is happening is something under the surface that needs to happen in order for life to feel meaningful has been ignored, neglected, hidden, or, or backburnered for certain reasons because the person may not have felt strong enough or felt that life w- is uh, receptive to this. But when you transform your relationship with fear through this plutonium process of absolute self-knowledge and unflinching self-acceptance, you access this um, inner atomic power plant, <laughs> this generator, which is, I'm going to be an agent of change no matter what happens. And that's plutonium power, being an agent of change. But you have to go through this uh, this uh, intense experience of facing your fears in order to get there. So that's the Pluto square. Again, I could talk at, talk at you about that for hours and hours. Um, the next one is the Neptune square, and this is Neptune square Neptune. When trans when the transiting planet reaches about a ninety degree angle uh, to your to your natal Neptune, and this is about uh, shedding what doesn't work about your Neptune and getting more in touch with something true about what you should be doing with your Neptune. Um, and I'm actually in the middle of mine right now. And, and by the way, with all these these transits, they will overlap, but you may have. Um, you know, during this like six or eight years that you may have these things going on, um, the first three, the Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus ones can be a couple, sometimes a couple, two and a half years, two years. Uh, the Saturn one may be up to a year. Um, but uh, you have a lot of overlap in there. And so you wouldn't be sitting there with four, four of them, probably, you know, probably not with four of them active at once. But so you have these, these layers that you're working with. Um, so I have my Pluto square now in my Neptune thing, and then um, I'll later have my Uranus opposition, and then the Saturn opposition. Um, but the Neptune one, you know, Neptune, are you escaping? Are you fuzzy about something? Are you deluded? Are you deceiving yourself about something? And the square uh, pressures you to shed something that doesn't work through, which means that you have to live you know, through something that doesn't work for you regarding Neptune in order to experience and really see how crummy it may be for you <laughs> uh, in order to get to something essential. Um, and I'll just tell you one, one, actually two quick stories that seem kind of irrelevant and weird, but um, actually, actually helped me understand a little about my Neptune square. One of them was I was talking my, with my girlfriend about, um, I don't know, five or six weeks ago. And, uh, and um, she went to, she, we're, we're talking and she um, looked at her hand and then, and then smelled her finger and uh, like there was like a food smell or something on there she wanted to wash off. And I said, wait a minute, you didn't you just wash your hands? And she said, no, I've been sitting with you for 40 minutes talking with you. <laughs> and, I, and I actually replayed the memory of what just happened, meaning I had a memory of her getting up, going to the bathroom, washing her hands, coming back in, sitting down, and then smelling her hand. <laughs> and I, I laughed about it for days because – 
I somehow inserted a memory. So that's a weird Neptunian thing. Um, and what I got out of it was, uh, if you're not focused, yes, weird things can come in and uh, plant themselves. And, and for me, I have natal and Neptune conjunct Mercury. So there is about communication and memory and focus uh, that, that comes in there. So that was one funny thing. And the other one was last uh, Friday. We went to a drag king slash drag queen show uh, as a fundraiser um, to go to go hear some music and see some performances uh, here in Tucson in an art gallery. And um, the first act was uh, was a, a drag queen, so a man who's kind of a big man, and he had on a giant, absurdly giant, um, blonde, fuzzy kind of afro like wig, and he had on you know like a skirt and a tank top, but they were you know stuffed to absurd proportions, and 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 so that was whatever, funny enough. And, but singing this, you know, his lip syncing to the song, uh, he made no attempt <laughs> to know the lyrics. So he was doing this little performance and the mouth was moving. I'm still laughing about it. It's almost a week later. Um, but I went into, I felt drugged. I, I felt I was altered until yesterday as though I was high on something. Um, because watch, I was watching his mouth move and it didn't match the lyrics at all. And it just, I don't know, you can even hear me laughing now. Um, but it just got under my skin in a weird, confused Neptune perception way. Um, but anyway, uh, I guess I don't know what the point is about that, how that served my understanding of my Neptune square, but it was just, it was definitely a Neptunian, uh, a Neptunian infusion, uh, in the moment. And, uh, and I've been laughing about it for almost a week. Um, but you're supposed to recover something. So, so are you deluding yourself about the natal house and sign and aspects of your natal Neptune? You know, uh, my Neptune's in my second house. So what's really important to me, my value system, uh, my relationship and conception of my skills and how I turn skills into money, like, uh, like all these things about resources and skills and, and also self-worth. And so, you know, what's happening with that? And I have been getting some insights into that, which were, which have been pretty interesting, like where my time and energy go. And, um, and, uh, you know, even just not doing a full moon call this month, uh, but you know, for this, uh, the second Aquarius uh, full moon, but doing this energy healing clinic instead, it's, it's better for me overall to do periodic, uh, intense clinics than a monthly call. Like, not that I'm done with the calls, but like, I'm just looking at what's better for me with energy expenditure, my investment in promotion, and then also the return, you know, of, of monetary support that I receive from the different events and kind of what's worth what. And so it's a lot of the uh, thing with my Neptune in the second. Some people will find that what they choose to check out with the diversions that you use to escape awareness or, you know, Saturnian awareness of concrete reality. Those things may become boring. Those things may not serve them. You might, um, for instance, you might say whatever it is you use to check out or divert yourself, it may suddenly become lackluster and not serve you. And so you might try something else. You might try something else. And it's not that there's some value judgment on, well, you shouldn't be playing video games, but you should be meditating and doing yoga. It's not like that. It's just however you check out might need to shift in order to check you, check you, how do you say this? Check you into another layer of awareness as opposed to outside awareness. So checking, you know, plugging into a higher sense of consciousness instead of trying to check out from a normal sense of consciousness. And that's, so whatever it is, um, 
you know, you might find, you might play as part of a musical group or something, and and that might seem like a, a noble pursuit as opposed to something else, you know, Neptunian that somebody else does, like drinking or some drug behavior or something. But it's but um whatever you're doing, it might not work for you, you know. So you might need to change it up. Um, but intention is a huge part of the Neptune square because we can let ourselves be deceived and wander off course if we don't. So that's a huge part of that. Uh, in just a few minutes, I'll open up the phone line. So let me give you the number again for your questions. 877-230-3062. Figure about five minutes uh, and I'm going to finish this up. Um, the next uh, transit is Uranus opposition. And and this is um, mostly what we tie with, associate with that stereotype of the red sports car and the, uh, the, the, you know, attempt to, uh, recapture a sense of youthfulness. And what happens is, um, when transiting Uranus opposes your natal Uranus, you have this sense of my life is half over. This is an idea from Steve Forrest, uh, paraphrasing your life is half over. What am I doing? <laughs> like, like, and where am I bored? Where am I not free? And how can I recapture a sense of, of being alive and being youthful? Um, and the idea is that natal Uranus is ideally how you create freedom for yourself on an ongoing, regular, periodic, and renewed, refreshed basis. So when something gets stale, look at your natal Uranus as the antidote. So how can I, how can I break free from that? And uh, so the opposition confronts you. It shows you where you're bored, where you're stuck, and what isn't working. It is very common for people to have radical, drastic, sudden, you know, global within their sphere life changes during this time. You know, people can end relationships, move across the country, radically change their careers, um, change their names and, you know, in a spiritual direction, have an awakening, something that breaks them free from what seems constricting. And the, the thing about Uranus in general even if you're not close to this age, this midlife, uh, you know, corridor <laughs> of years or, or window of years, even if you're not close to it, understand that um, what Uranus is trying to get you to do all the time is to stay fresh. And so you, you, choose, you may choose something new for yourself at a certain time. That's terrific and great and amazing. And then within a couple of years, maybe you need to change it, but you think it's great because it was great. But maybe it needs to be shaken up so you are, have a sense of freedom. And so that is really um, uh, just the kind of all caps, major, underlined, bullet-pointed headline at the time of the Uranus opposition. Something is wrong. I'm not free. I'm choking. I have to get out of here. So um, things need to change is what Uranus teaches us in general, you know, and the Uranus within us requires uh, changing and upgrading things into better realities and, and a better future and a more intentional way of being. But uh, at the, at the uh, Uranus opposition, it's uh, drastic and, and there's a little drama in there. And, and, and you can't, um, you know, with each of these three things I've talked about so far, uh, support on the spiritual path. 
Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. back to the soul's journey this is uh, tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com and we're talking about midlife transits and i'm going to wrap up this uh, saturn opposition quickly and then open up the calls feel free to call in now and get in the queue it's 877-230-3062 ask a question about uh, this midlife stuff for any of these archetypes and planets or anything else uh, feel free and um so the, the saturn opposition uh, comes um Sometimes at the t- at the tail end of this of this uh, several year process, and and it's a it's a confrontation uh, of structure to the existing structures in your life. So with Uranus, it was free yourself from what doesn't work. And with the Saturn opposition, it's about figuring out what structure needs to be introduced that will uh, help you get where you need to go. So it's about goals. It is about what you want your life to look like. It's about how things actually happen and how um, and how you express yourself as uh, somebody who has competency, somebody who deserves respect, somebody who is or is not mature <laughs> uh, or grounded or realistic is a huge part of it. So you are confronted during that Saturn opposition with um, the call to change how you're doing uh, Saturn by being shown the opposite 
the opposition always brings opposite opposition uh, in order to uh, make something better and change the structure of your life. And so lots of times when this happens, um, you know, whether it's during or after the Uranus opposition, you know, you have this, this big thing about needing to change what isn't working, but then you actually also have to introduce new structures to ground everything and to new containers to, uh, to be able to carry you forward uh, into the kind of future that you want. Saturn is always about long-term goals, long-term goals. Uh, so, so call in with your questions. Again, the number is 877-230-3062. And what, what happens when people are in this time, as I was saying um, before uh, the break, all the, lots of times people can't articulate what they're feeling because these are new situations. Each of these, uh, the first three, uh, the Pluto, Pluto and Neptune squares and Uranus opposition, uh, are, uh, have never happened before. So at the time in midlife, when you have the Saturn opposition, you did have that happen, uh, uh, you know, in the middle of the teen years, about 14 years old, 15 years old. Uh, but the other three, um, but you were at a very different place in life, but the other three, uh, you've never experienced before. So, um, you know, having to look at your deepest fears and deal with the possibility that something terrible is brewing slowly in front of you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with the Pluto thing, with the Neptune thing, losing control of something you have deluded yourself into thinking you have control over. And then with Uranus, uh, shaking things up in order to create new levels of freedom. You've never been confronted with that before. And, and, and that's why, like specifically with the Uranus thing, I, I think that each of these things can catch people off guard, spe- specifically with these three outer planet transits, the first three that I mentioned. Um, but with Uranus, part of the Uranian archetype is avoiding individuation. <laughs> you know, part of the story is not setting yourself apart is refusing and avoiding to be the maverick and the iconoclast and the rebel. So when that happens at this Uranus opposition, if you have decided to be status quo, if you have done what people seem to expect you to do and what you thought you should do, um, that's when the pressure cooker effect, uh, let's give you several images, the, the, (laughs) the straw, the last straw on the camel's back, uh, the, uh, water behind the dam, and the uh, pressure cooker getting up to, uh, you know, up in the little gauge with the little red at the end, it's all the way up there. How can I continue to go down this road in this vein? I can't take it anymore. Um, uh, so most people, I think, notice in each other's lives and in their own lives the Uranus opposition. You know, again, the classic uh, indicator of trying to reclaim youth, trying to reinvigorate the self, and perhaps uh, trying to deny one's own age. <laughs> it's possible with it. You know, I don't want to deal with the fact that I'm in my 40s. Like, suddenly, I cannot process it. Um, you know, I don't want to own up to that. Um, where did my youth go? Wait a minute, I wasted it. Wait a minute, why? Why am I not enjoying myself? Why am I not free? Um, but the other two, let me go back to the Pluto and Neptune ones. Um, the Pluto thing, as, as I work with, with Pluto as uh, the marker of how your, you know, your soul intends that you become empowered, and by the way, this story is told in the Soul's Journey trilogy of books, available on Amazon and Kindle and through ttjacobs.com. Um, but as I work with this Pluto, this deep approach to looking at uh, what you fear and how to overcome fear, how to embrace power 
in the form of absolute self-knowledge and then total self-acceptance, which involves shadow work, you know, as we talk about in psychological uh, versions of astrology. Um, as, As I look at this depth of this Pluto square thing, are you going to the question? Well, the questions that come up aren't this specific in this way, but what the questions come up, um, when you're dealing with your fear, you're dealing with what you don't want to have happen and you're afraid of being overpowered by something. Um, and I, and actually I, I think I should spend a couple of minutes, uh, since, since there are no callers right now, uh, going into what it means for people with Pluto and Libra, which is where it is now, the natal Pluto and Libra being squared by transiting Pluto and Capricorn. Um, but as you, as you do this, the, the, all these questions ultimately lead to a question that doesn't always get asked, which is, wait a minute, is there a purpose for you to be here? And it's essentially up to you to say yes or no. <laughs> you know, if anyone's going to say yes, it has to be you. And there's this very deep passion that comes with the Pluto. I will make a difference uh, no matter what. And I do believe that when fears and anxieties and concerns and blame uh, are stripped away, that each of us craves to be of useful service to everyone else. And I think that each person has this, this cache of passion under the surface waiting to be unlocked. So every Pluto transit, you know, of Pluto to your chart, every transit to Pluto, every progression, um, your, your relationship with Pluto over time involves unlocking that ideally. (laughs) But again, we have to deal with fears along the way. So, so this is a question. Are you going to make a difference here? And in order to be, uh, to get revved up about that in a grounded way, you'd have to give yourself permission to express your passion, to have a purpose for your life. And, and in fact, when people call me, which they, which people do this often, actually, they call me and they say, tell me about my life purpose. And I always start and sometimes spend 30 to 40 minutes of the reading on Pluto because this is the, the evolution of a person over the course of many lives has a tremendous amount to do with the intentions, desires, wounding, and therefore relationship with the concepts of power and the relationship with the realities of fear of the, the Plutonian archetype of going into the underworld and seeing, you know, seeing what's going on down in Hades land and then, um, you know, and then figuring out what you're going to do in response to it. And it's also interesting to me. I, sometimes I, 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 I just I really get into retelling the stories, uh, the myths that we, we've received, and I've done a quite a lot of work on um, some of the, the what are called goddess archetypes or feminine archetypes, including Persephone. And, and very oftentimes, um, I like to contrast the Plutonian underworld journey with Persephone's Plutonian underworld journey, uh, where she is, um, you know, abducted and made, uh, you know, essentially. Think some stuff happens and some junk unfolds, and then she's a suddenly, you know, she is uh, Hades' wife or Pluto's wife, and she becomes the queen of the underworld. But before that, she was this um, smothered, overprotected, um, basically, you know, perennial uh, youth, <laughs> this like uh, everlasting um, youth, um, whose was, was too sheltered, and then suddenly she's, you know, snatched into the underworld. And I talk about, um, you know, that experience and how we can, how we have to grow up through facing Pluto. So essentially everybody has Pluto 
but looking at Persephone in your chart can actually help you understand the the, the confrontation with Pluto. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting thing. And and I do uh, through tdjacobs.com uh, through the media page. I do have an MP3 on um, on uh, per- called Persephone's uh, ransom or or understanding Persephone. And um, and it goes it goes into the, the depth of this and how we how we can understand what abduction is about and, and the call to maturation in the face of Plutonian uh, issues, uh, Plutonian people even. And uh, yeah, but the Pluto um, going into the depth. Um, reclaiming your capacity to make a difference in the world and not as in um, this task over here could be done and I see how to do it, you know, making a difference in the world, not as in, um, well, gosh, I could um, offer this service to somebody, but making a difference in the world of having a unique orientation towards a particular truth of the human experience that's deep within you that you possess as, you know, a part of your makeup, that if you tell the truth, you will change the world around you. So, you know, you're listening to a Scorpio with a prominent Pluto anyway, but it is that dramatic. Like I just caught myself sounding a little dramatic, but it is that dramatic. Pluto is dramatic. You have a choice of whether it's um, dramatic in an obsessive, compulsive, um, nervous, fear-based, edgy way, or in a grounded, composed way. And that has everything to do, again, with your relationship with fear. So, I mean, Pluto's so important. I'm turning a, a show about four transits into a show about Pluto. I mean, <laughs> it's that important. So, um, so we have to dig deep and decide if we have the right to be here and if we have the right to tell the truth and if we have the right to make a difference in the world. So when it comes to Pluto and Libra, and these are the births from uh, mostly 1972, but there's some people in 1971 uh, with, some Pluto, with Pluto and Libra uh, up to 1984. And so it's uh, obviously quite a large number of people uh, running around on Earth, uh, <laughs> uh, the, oldest of, uh, the oldest of us being uh, you know, at the edge of midlife. Um, I'm one of the older people with that because I was born in uh, late 72. Um, and uh, Pluto, Pluto and Libra natally uh, has to do with defining the self in terms of the other, in many ways in terms of the reflection of the other or the responses to the self of the other. It's also uh, what goes with it is also um, listening to the opinions of other people and um, being sensitive to the needs, desires, foibles, and um, pressure points of other people, for, you know, for good or bad. I mean, I can, I can actually, you know, possess knowledge of something that might hurt you, but, you know, I want to be generous and kind. I want to be Libra about it so I don't use it against you. That's a Pluto and Libra thing. Um, you know, like if we have an argument, what fighting fair looks like and do, am I generous with you? And so kind of... Um, you know, using uh, your insights, your deep psychological and emotional insights, which is a Pluto thing, you know, in in a positive way, it's a Libra empowered way. A lot of people with Pluto and Libra don't say what they really mean. And some people, you know, some people in this generation, me included, may sometimes be afraid of the impact of what we perceive as true about ourselves and others. So natally, you know, there is a great skill in you know, understanding the psychology within relationships and how other people respond to you and how you respond to others. But there's also fears of being crumpled up and thrown away if you tell the truth and it hurts somebody else 
or it's too true, <laughs> you know, like it's capital T true, uh, such that you can't ever unsay it. Well, if you're grounded, if you're doing this from the right place, if you're in your heart and you have the positive, supportive, caring intentions, then you can say anything and you can say it with love uh, and you don't destroy things. But again, if you use information against people, then of course you can. So Pluto transiting through Capricorn right now in the square to Libra, Capricorn, its basic mode in the natural square to Libra says, wait a minute, there's something productive that needs to happen. There's something, there's a realism in play that you are failing to see Libra because you're too worried about what people will think about you. So Pluto from Capricorn squaring Pluto and Libra for all, you know, for these people uh, in, in waves, you know, over the next few years um, has a lot to do with uh, deciding to tell the truth and deal with the consequences to real use realism and a mature approach a concretized way of, of, of altering relationship and introducing things into relationship that helps you uh, come out of your fears of being direct, honest, forthright, open. And also this is something that came up when I was talking to a tutoring student the other day about, uh, about Pluto and Libra because she and I both have it. And uh, lots of people in her world have it too. So this comes up uh, just to talk about understanding our generation our subgeneration, And, um, you know, I just, I talked about the, the, um, the, the, the bending over backwards that people in our generation can do to be chameleons in order to be liked and how during this Pluto square time, you have to just, you have to stop it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's much easier to do, but you have to confront the fears of what somebody might think about you or say about you that somebody might um, crumple you up and throw you away or trade up because you're not the right person. So we have to let realism, uh, and practical actions, you know, change how our relationships work, which is to say alter and change how we function in relationship and why we approach relationships as we do, what motivates us to get into and out of relationships and maintain them. And the Pluto and Capricorn squaring it is pressure to, to basically get over your Libran crap that keeps you from being happy and healthy in relationship. So are you, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're, and you're in the, you know, the first few years of like 19, you know, say like 1975 to 79 or 80 at this point with the Pluto square, you know, are you realistic and honest with yourself about how your relationships are going? Are you telling yourself the truth about what's happening? And are you adequately representing yourself? Are you responsible for showing up as an equal because what some of us want to do is we want the other person to see us, but we don't want to make too many waves. So we wait, hope they read our minds, hope they can see us, but they can't. And then we don't like that they can't see us, <laughs> which is just crap. So the Pluto and Capricorn thing is about realism and just breaking these patterns. So um, with just a couple minutes left, um, um, just to, to, to recap all of this, the, the astrology of midlife, these are huge topics. Um, um, and if you actually want to get into this more, call me for tutoring. I, I don't know if you're aware uh, that I do tutoring for people all over the place. And, uh, and uh, it's one of the, one of the most favorite, uh, favoritist uh, type things that I do because um, um, I think I'm a, I think I'm kind of a natural teacher, but I love when your brain 
makes connections. And I love opening doors for you and helping you see the, the bird's eye view on, on things I've learned from, you know, as a, being a medium, working with the spirits of the dead about the multi-life journey, and also from the, the Ascended Master about the multi-life journey of soul. So I love uh, translating and distilling these concepts so you can actually use them with your clients and with yourself and your family and your friends uh, proactively. So uh, to wrap things up, I want to um, put your attention back on these these events that are coming up and, and uh, specifically the energy uh, slash emotion clearing event on Saturday, August 31st. And, you know, talking about these uh, these transits, what you become aware of when you're talking about your fears or control issues or the need to restructure your life or, or the need to um, break free of structure, humans are energetic beings. You know, we are energetic beings who, as I said recently on the show a number of times, experience energy in the world around us and in others, and we respond emotionally. So essentially every important life event, and even all of the, the little things that add up over time that don't seem important but become, you know, that are revealed at some point as patterns, all of these things, each and every one of them, represents energy that's in your field. If you don't like how something is working in your world, you need to be intentional to come out of it, but you also need to clear out energies that you're carrying. Um, what, I, what I come up against when I teach people about this stuff is that, that people, you know, we, we, God bless us, but we don't know that we're energetic beings. We don't understand what that means. And um, so clearing out energies that we have used to construct our lives in ways that don't work and, and also absorbing energies from other people um, it just simply has to change if we want to evolve. Jehudi is always saying, uh, get grounded. The Ascended Mastery Channel is always saying, get grounded, get rid of energies you carry, and then be intentional and be clear about your life. And this event is going to be a powerhouse uh, leg up for you uh, to clear out those energies. So that's, again, Saturday, August 31st for 90 minutes. Uh, and you can register through tdjacobs.com forward slash time. Go to the 31st and you'll see the event listing and you can read more about it. So uh, that's our time for this week. I'm Tom Jacobs, uh, evolutionary astrologer and channel from tdjacobs.com. And uh, uh, keep in touch and uh, tune in next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. 